Row Along, a friendly voice in your ear to motivate, coach and entertain you through each indoor rowing workout as we row along together. I set the stroke rate and the training pace based on your current 2000 meter time. Just set your monitor to just row and start and stop when I tell you. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com. Hi there, welcome along to another workout for you to row along to. Today's session, we're gonna do a four minute warm up followed by some decreasing intervals. We're gonna go 16 minutes, 12, eight, and four at increasing stroke rates. We're gonna go 18, 20, 22, 24, all with two minutes rest in between. But for the time being, let's get into our four minute warm up uh, and I'll explain a little bit to you during that row and then in between as we kick into the main row. So anyway, as always, please set up your machine. Make sure your drag factor is set put your monitor at eye level and your foot straps should be set probably round about so that the strap covers the bottom lace on your shoe or if you're rowing socks or bare feet that you can comfortably pivot at the front okay so a four minute warm-up really round about 18 strokes per minute for this warm-up um, let's just do the first minute just lightly okay here we go in three two one go all we're doing right now is Telling your body what it's about to be doing for the next, I don't know, 40 minutes. So we've got two minutes rest between all the interview intervals. Not interviews, don't worry. <laughs> Suddenly becomes a nightmare. There's a job interview on a rowing machine. Help. Um, no. So between each interval, there's a two minute rest. Uh, just to give you a chance to have a quick drink and recover before the next interval. So although it's 16, 12, eight and four, you do get six minutes total rest. Okay, so as we approach this first minute gone in the warm up, let's start thinking a bit about technique. Just what's going on. You're driving with the legs at the front rather than just pulling with your arms. Are you returning the handle over your knees before you rock forwards and bend your knees? Do you have relaxed arms, relaxed shoulders at the front to let the power transfer into the handle? your shins vertical at the front. Don't worry, I'll talk a bit more about each of these. Not too much, so I don't want to bore you. Right, so as we approach two minutes to go, we're going to go into a little bit of single leg rowing. So one more stroke here. Take one foot out, put it on the ground, and continue rowing as normal with one foot in the foot stretcher. Still get that proper compression at the front. Still finish powerfully. Still rock your back from one o'clock to 11 o'clock. Just you've only got one leg in. Swap feet and then continue rowing. Much easier and quicker for me to do that because 
Rowing in socks means I can slip my feet in and out of the foot straps really easy. If you've got shoes on, well, it takes you longer. But don't worry about it. This is just a warm up. One more stroke. Now put both feet in, slight bend to the knees, and then just rock with your back and pull in with your arms. So you're basically just doing the rowing stroke minus your legs. Just your back and your arms. Try and keep a nice, powerful back. Don't have to be bolt upright, but just lean forwards and backwards and pull in with your arms and out with your arms. Right, it's last stroke there. You go forward, straight arms, and just push with your legs with straight arms. Don't worry too much about how hard you're pushing with your legs. All you're trying to do is get that biting point at the front of the machine. Feel that connection at the front. Try and hit it before your butt starts scooting away from behind you. Nice straight arms as you push with the legs. One more stroke here. And we're done with the warm-up. Okay, so have a drink. Maybe continue sliding up and down the rail while I talk you through what we're doing today. Just a quick reminder that these podcasts are taken from the videos that I host on YouTube. If you want to see what I'm doing rather than just listen, then check out Row Along on YouTube or head to rowalong.com. Okay then, so today's session. Like I said at the beginning, we're going to do 16 minutes, 12, 8 and 4 minutes, all with 2 minutes rest in between. Stroke rate's going to be 18, 20, 22, 24. So as you can tell, time goes down, stroke rate goes up. What does that mean? It means that effort goes up as well. So you're going to start off at 2k plus 20 for the 18 strokes a minute, and then 2k plus 18, 2k plus 15 and 2k plus 10 to finish off. So that last 4 minutes is going to be spicy. Okay? If you're looking at kind of an effort level out of 10 then it's likely to be 6, 7, 8, 9 uh, and then it might even be bordering towards 10 by the time you get to the end of that 4 minutes but it shouldn't do this should be one of those ones that leaves you tired and knowing that you've worked but you shouldn't be lying on the ground at the end so we're going to start off at 16 minutes at 18 strokes per minute um, and at 2k plus 20 okay so effort level 6 here we go in 3 2 1 Go. Remember, just follow me for the stroke rate. You might see your monitor wobble a little bit. Don't worry. That's partly because maybe your monitor wobbles a little bit. All the firmwares on these monitors did that. But it could also just be that I'm wobbling a little bit. I'll try and... I always end up at the right stroke rate but you might see 17 or 19 especially on the 18 strokes a minute where it's basically one stroke every what, three and a half seconds which is quite hard to gauge on the monitor anyway so you should have hit your pace by now your average 500 meters for your 2k is 145 which means you'd be doing a 7 minute 2k 
in your pace right now would be two minutes and five seconds on the screen per 500 meters, okay? And most importantly, if you're not using your 2K time for your training uh, pace, stick to what you feel. So if you're hitting what you feel as a six out of 10 pace, keep it there. Okay, try not to let it go faster than what you think is 6 out of 10 which to be fair shouldn't be too taxing but certainly if you truly believe it's 6 out of 10 then by the end of this 16 minute interval you really shouldn't have dropped in your pace but if you feel you needed to You need to kind of recalibrate how you perceive your effort. Which, to be fair, goes back to the genius of the 2K plus for a pace guide, because you row a 2K as hard as you can, work out your average 500 meter split time and then everything you do training wise is weighted from that result it takes your current fitness level and applies the pace to that rather than just a internal I feel this is a six now of course what the 2k training pace guide doesn't allow for is variation from day to day say you're having a bad day say you're overtired from the previous day's training four minutes gone but if that's the case you may be I wouldn't be capable of the same 2k that day so I might want to back off a little bit but if you're just a slave to the 2k plus pace idea you're not allowed to I don't really think any of the coaches out there that use a 2k pace guide really allow for that or have a test each day that lets you kind of plus or minus it depending on how you are because you could look at something like the HRV heart rate variation scale from day to day look into it I'm not going to tell you about it but basically a heart rate reading that tells you whether you're de-energized or ready to go for it 
So you can always apply that variation to the 2K pace. So if you're, if the HRV thing's saying you're all recovered, go for it. You can maybe take a second off your training time. If it said your recovery's impaired, you can maybe add a couple of seconds onto it. Who knows? Six minutes gone. Not a very exciting chat for you today. But come on. We've got quite a long time together. Thing is though, you might think it's only competitive rowers who need to care about this. But I strongly believe that if you don't put in some kind of effort when training, if you're just going through the motions, sliding up and down the rail, not really driving from the legs, and just kind of doing the, the bare minimum on the machine, you're probably not going to stick with it. Because you won't really feel, you won't feel that it, it's helping, because you won't feel any fitter. You won't see it, because on the monitor you won't be going any faster. So from day to day when you climb on, you'll be thinking, why aren't I going faster? Because you don't have a reference on the monitor which tells you today you're going faster. If you do a 2K one week in 8.15, train for a few weeks, and then after like week three, come back and do it in 7.56 say, you're gonna be like, wow. Halfway there, eight minutes gone. You'll really see that the training you're putting in has paid off and that you must be getting fitter and stronger and faster. Whether you care about racing or not, you should still at least care about why you've picked the rowing machine as your training equipment that day. I mean, just think how many unused row machines just sit in people's rooms at home as a clothes horse or just mocking them because they're not using it and maybe it's because they're not setting themselves up for that effort reward thing where you put in the effort you see you're going faster and you get that kind of dopamine hit of joy where you realize all of the work you put in 
has actually paid off. You don't have to be in a race and win gold. Especially on this machine, it's very much me versus me. Can I be faster than I was yesterday? Can I be stronger? That's a, has it helped me lose weight? Which, again, to be fair, if you use this machine properly and combine it with a healthy diet that sees you in a calorie deficit because of all the rowing you're doing, you will lose weight. It's kind of maths. It's the control we have over that that makes a difference. Are you willing to train as hard as you need to to get your heart rate up and burn off the energy? And can you be properly honest with yourself about your diet? Five minutes to go. It's not really until you start logging what you eat properly and analyzing exactly what your diet is that you realize the mistakes you're making. I mean, I love nuts, almonds, cashews, pecans. Uh, pika, oh no, pistachios, not Pikachu's. <laughs> but I have to be aware of the calorie content if I'm trying to keep down to a racing weight. I'm not the guy to talk to about this stuff. I mean, I've gone from nudging 17 stone at one point, which is back in like 2010, and then through sensible eating, not monk-like eating, but just sensible, and then Lots of cycling at first, followed by lots of rowing from about 2014. By the end of 2014, I was down at 75 kilograms. So what, 11 and a half stone? So I dropped pretty much five stone in weight, which is what, 50? 70 pounds, 514s, yeah. Which is ridiculous. I can't believe I used to carry that around as an excess. But all I did was stop 
eating excessively, which I was doing. Chocolate, cheese, cake, Caffrey's, everything that began with C really. Either completely cut it out, so what I did with cheese, which is hard, or cut down, or changed. So weirdly, I went from uh, Caffrey's and Guinness, if I was out, to the healthier, inverted commas, option of Jack Daniels and Diet Coke. Which we all know, it's not a healthy drink, as tasty as it is, but from a calorie point of view, from an energy point of view, I was taking in a lot less when I had three or four Jack and Cokes than if I had three or four pints of Caffrey's, oh goodness. So anyway, all I'm saying is if you use this machine right and carry on using it, and part of that is by having something that tells you you're doing well, then it's an incredible machine for burning through energy and therefore any excess weight you might be carrying. Sorry, that wasn't meant to be all about me. You didn't come here to listen to me. Well, you're listening to me, but not me about me. Obviously the next interval I'll get back to boring you about technique instead, don't worry. And look at that, I've only got four strokes to go. I've been so lost in my own story. Got one more stroke, here we go. Good job. So, the next interval is gonna be two seconds faster than what you just did, okay? It's your choice if you want to abandon your original pace decisions and go by whatever your monitor shows now. Go two seconds faster. I mean, your average, if you press the display button, no, units button, one of them, it'll eventually tell you what the average for 500 meters was that you just rode that piece for. Okay, so for me right now, it's saying 202.3, okay, which is two seconds slower than I'd usually want to do it, but apparently when I talk about myself for 16 minutes, I slow down. So rather than going 158 next, which would be my plan, I'm just gonna go two minutes next, because I know that this is what my body's doing today because I'm talking to you. So same goes with you. If you had aimed for 2.10, and you just did that in 2.15, then just, go to 13 this time, okay? Because you obviously need to be a little bit slower than what you thought. And this is especially more uh, important to those of you that are just doing a, a 10 scale, okay? 
30 seconds ago. Be sure to have a drink like I just did. Don't worry, that was just water. It wasn't Jack Daniels. That'd be interesting though, wouldn't it? Never rode one worse for wear. I don't really fancy it. I know some people that do a chunder mile where they drink a pint every 400 meters for 1600 meters. No thanks. Anyway, okay, so eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. 20 strokes a minute. I'm two seconds faster than you were just going, okay? Same as before, follow me for the stroke rate. Try and hit your pace. Especially in the first, by the first 30 seconds passing, you should hit your pace. So I'm at 158 right now, which is a mistake. So I'm now backed off the two, bang on two minutes. Okay, so make sure you're settled in by now. Keep your rhythm correct as you're rowing. Drive out strong, then recover. Drive out strong, recover. For me, that's one second back, and then two recover. So drive for one, two seconds recover. Which if you think about it, is optimum to give yourself so much recovery time. Whereas if you were just on a one-to-one -one ratio, like a second and a half drive, second and a half recovery, you might tire yourself out quicker. And remember, it's all about that big drive from the legs. Drive. Drive. And how do you help that drive? Well, for start, make sure your shins are at vertical when you hit the front. Okay? And hopefully, to do so, your heels don't lift too far off the footplate. And that gets your shins vertical, not past it, not before it, but hopefully vertical. Then, if you have a forward lean, as you get to the front at the one o'clock position, that's one way to help the power come from your legs to the handle. But you can't get into that forward lean without thinking about the end of your stroke before. 
kind of a chicken, chicken and egg situation really. So you finish your stroke, hands away, then lean forwards. Hands away. When I say lean, what I mean is you rock over your hips. Okay, it's not about bending your back, even though I do it. Do as I say, not what I do. So you rock your hips forwards, and by the time the handle's over your knees, and your knees bend, your body should already be in that one cock position. And the momentum of all of that, hands away and body rock, takes you to the front of the machine, to the catch. You shouldn't have to yank yourself forward using the foot straps. So hands away, rock, slide. Hands away, rock, slide. So that gets you set up into the optimum position at the catch. But apart from the forward lean, How do you make sure the power goes as much into the handle as possible? Well, start off with relaxed shoulders. Maybe rotate your elbows to the floor slightly to engage your lats. And then with your relaxed shoulders, I also want you to have relaxed arms as well. And that helps transfer from the legs to an engaged core, through your relaxed arms, with a relaxed grip into a very rigid handle <laughs> and then into the flywheel and that way as you drive with your legs you should hear that whoosh of the flywheel a real acceleration sound not just a sound. You should really hear it. Accelerate as you put in that leg power. Five minutes to go. Just remember you want to carve up the rowing stroke into power elements, it's around about, I'd say, 50% legs, and then 30% as your back swings back. That adds power. 
and then 20% your arm finish at the end. If it could be 60, 30, 10, or my 50, 30, 20, who knows. But the most important thing to realize is this isn't about pulling on the handle. It's about transferring power into the handle and then finishing with a pull. That's why you make sure and have straight, relaxed arms at the front because you're not pulling, you're transferring and then you only finish with the bend. If you roll a stroke with bent elbows like this, if you're taking it all through your shoulders and pecs, you don't have anything to finish the stroke with. So you might think you're a strongest bodybuilding man or woman in the world by rolling that way, but that's not what we're doing. We're trying to get you rolling with good technique so that you prevent injury, you get the best all over body workout you can. So if you don't use your legs, you can't call it an all over body workout, can you? And prevents injury if you have good technique. And good technique is the way you improve fitness and speed. So then you see the results on the monitor and on the scales or wherever. But this is a machine that gives you back what you put into it. So if you work hard and try and put in something resembling a good technique, which I figure is what I have. I resemble someone with good technique, but when you actually analyze it, there are a lot of problems with my technique. However, it's better than not using your legs. Just over a minute to go. Make sure and carry on holding that pace that you started on, on this interval. Twenty strokes. Nineteen. You should have felt the effort value has jumped up a notch, but not too far. 
you'll probably feel it a bit in your glutes. You'll probably be breathing heavier than you were in the first interval. But importantly, unless you've got your pace wrong, you should still be all set up for the next interval. Last stroke. There you go. So my average there was bang on two minutes per 500 meters. Well, I say bang on. 2,999 meters. One meter off, bang on. That's fine. So, we're going 20, 18, 14, 10. Is that right? Yeah. So, this one you're gonna go three seconds faster. Than the interval, sorry, I, just, I completely spaced out on you there, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, you were three seconds faster than that average you just did then. But I really want you to try and stick, if you can, to 20, 18, 15, 10, across all these. Make sure to drink. Remember, it's your, it's probably too late to say this, but remember it's your choice whether you want to carry on light rowing during an interval, a rest interval, period thing. Oh, I can't speak. Rest period. Or whether you just want to rock up and down like this. So the next interval, 22 strokes a minute at 2K plus 15. This will be an effort level around about eight. It should probably well be. So this will be a bit tougher. Eight minutes of this. How much I'll be talking to you this time around? Five, four, three, two, one. Here we go. So I was two minutes dead last time. This time I need to be 157. I'm 156 right now, going a bit too hard. Stroke rate's bang on 22, so carry on following me. Hopefully you've dialed in your pace by now. Think about that strong drive out. Slightly faster drive. Hopefully a similar recovery. Don't let your technique fail on you. What might happen is you find your 
body rock happens too soon in the search for stroke rate versus pace. Don't let it. Try and maintain that forward lean. Two minutes done. You're doing well, come on. This is a really valuable training session as it takes you progressively through tougher paces for shorter time intervals you hit a good high training range without actually destroying yourself if you want to destroy yourself try my 8 times 2 minutes session Loose grip on the handle. <clears throat> keep it going, just keep up with me. Don't worry if you're breathing heavier. I certainly am. Hence, less chat from me this time round. Halfway there. But this is meant to be run about level eight on an effort level. So, we're meant to be working hard right now. If you're not, you've probably backed off too much at the beginning. Your pace is right off. But it should be. What's that? Five minutes gone. Ah, don't have to count on. So I'm using Erg Zone again today to program in this row. I was looking to see what my stroke count was. Uh, 
I've got on the wrong display. It's a good app. Ferguson, I like it. Still more a fan of live rowing and crew because of its social side. But if Ergzone had like a friends row against friends option, don't think it'll take much for me to jump ship. Less than two minutes. Thirty-three strokes to go. Count them if you wish. <coughs> Carry on driving hard. Don't ease off. You've only got seventy seconds to go. You can get through this. Twenty-two strokes. We made it through the first seven minutes of this. There's no reason you can't do this last forty-five seconds. Was I talking to you? <laughs> or talking to me? Eleven. Come on, I'll count. Ten. Nine. Eight. Seven. Six. Five. Four. Come on. Three. Two. Last stroke. One. Well done. Good job. Have a drink. Rock up and down the rail. We'll do some light rowing. It's your choice. Oh. 157.1. At time, I missed it. So, this is the big one. It's only four minutes. So it'll be over soon. 24 strokes a minute. So that's 96 strokes. But I want you to go five seconds faster than you just did. I know, I know, I know. It sounds ludicrous. But this is a testing interval session. This isn't one of the middle range foundation builders. This is a, it's not necessarily a sting in the tail, but it's not a very pleasant tail, put it that way. It's like an aardvark's tail, they're kind of freaky looking, it's like that. But it's not a scorpion, it's not like a sting in the tail. It's just a bit, oh, I don't like that. But it's only four minutes. 
Don't let me psych you out. You'll actually find the moment you hit your 24 strokes a minute with me, if you're driving with the legs, you should pretty much instantly hit that five seconds faster. And as being, you're not talking to anyone, you should be able to get this. It's only four minutes, 96 strokes. You can easily do it. Trust me, if you've got to come this far, you can do it. Okay, 10, nine, eight, seven. Come on, we've got this together, okay? Come on. Four, three, two, one. Let's go. So one stroke every two and a half seconds on your monitor. You drive hard with the legs. So I need to be hitting 152s right now. Which I now am. Thirty seconds gone. Come on, hit your pace. Don't let your stroke rate suffer. Don't let your form suffer. You can do this by driving hard with your legs. One minute gone. It's meant to feel tough. This one is not a walk in the park. See it through. There we go, it's Bon Jovi, we're halfway there. Hopefully, you're not living on a prayer though. I've backed off, come on, come on. Thirty-six strokes to go. Come on. <clears throat> Hold your pace. One minute, 24 strokes, come on. Don't ease off, come on, keep going, keep strong. You can do this, come on. 
Now, 10 strokes to go drive as hard as you can. 10, nine, come on. See how fast you can get at the same stroke rate. 148, seven, four, two, one. Finished on 141. How did you finish? All right. Cool then, anyone? I think that might be a good idea. Right. Nice and slow. Don't have to follow me for stroke rate. I hope you find that one is pinchy at the end as I did. But those last 10 strokes are incredibly valuable because you can spend a lot of those intervals thinking, I can't go faster than this. I'm tired, I can never do it. And then that 30 seconds to go mark, you think, or 25 in that case, you just say, well, it's all over in 25 seconds. So the 10 strokes, I can endure 10 of anything at this point. And hopefully you did. I wouldn't have imagined I would have got down to 141 myself. So I'd love to know what your range was. I started at 202 for the entire workout. So my 18 strokes a minute was at 202. And with that heavy push on the last stroke, I got down to 141. When I should have just been 152 going by the pace guide. So I'm interested to see what you managed whether you managed to go faster or whether you were already a puddle on the floor at that point. I'm hopefully programming these so that they're sensible for you. I know some of the comments I got on here say I was bust and whatever, which is good on the sessions you're meant to be like that, but anyway. Anyway, so if you want to know more indoor rowing, then indoorrowinginfo.com is the place to go. Uh, and then there's, remember there's lots of Facebook groups. There's the Concept2 Indoor Rowing Hub. There's the Concept2 Logbook. There's lots of stuff you can find on the internet. Most of the stuff's covered on my indoorrowinginfo.com website. Um, you can stop rowing now if you want. Not totally, don't stop rowing. It's not you done. I mean, come back for another session another day, but just, you should have cooled down by now. So we've reached that point where I started to waffle on way too much. Don't know when to stop. So I might as well say goodbye. Stay safe, keep on keeping on. Bye-bye. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com.